everyone. Welcome to episode seven, Meet the Press on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Jared, Becky's son. How's things, my friend? Uh, things are good. Fairly busy week. Uh, you know, the boss man was out of the office this week on vacation, living it up in Miami and Key West and stuff. That South Florida, you know, lifestyle. But his is just with family, so. Um, right. A little bit different than a lot of people's, but still, uh, he was sending me some pictures. Looked like he was having a good time, and I was a little bit jealous because I usually end up down that way for work, and I'm the one sending him the pictures. So, right. You know, it's. I'm I mean, it was to... a super nice day here, though. Yeah, I, I was at a. There. Uh, it was not bad. I was at a softball game most of the day in the press box in the shade, and then from there okay. I had to go to the office, and you know, I'm hopping in this on this like. 10, 15 minutes after I get home. So busy, busy day, but hopefully things are about to wind down a little bit. And it's supposed to, it's supposed to get hot here. Like we're supposed to have like nineties and humidity. I say these things like you're across the world. You're only like what, like two and a half hour, three hours from me, probably four. Yeah. I've got no idea. I don't even know actually like where you are. That's fair. So (laughs) So I just, I just, Imagine it's just all there. Missouri is yeah, it's one like of those. It's, it's, it's one of those states. You know? Somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could pick it out on a map. I have a map right behind me, but yeah, I mean, I can kind of like see it, like just in the corner. But yeah, it is. It's, it's southeast Missouri. I mean, oh yeah, I just saw it. Okay, yeah, the boot heel now, is what we call it. I've never thought to actually look to see where it was. I didn't care that much. That's fair. <laughs> My apologies. No, no, it is completely okay. Um, but we did have our, our first guest last week, mid last week. We, we threw a wrench in. And it's funny because I had students that like called me out and said, you had an episode come out on Thursday. Like what? Why? Like that's not what you're supposed to do. And uh, yeah, we had Brad on. Talked about the Derby. He wanted a normal Derby. Uh, it kind of was. Kind of was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was, Rich it, was a good, it was It was a good not normal, I would say. It was. It was. I mean, Rich Strike, 80 to 1 underdog, comes in last second, takes down Epicenter. Um, I mean, I. It, it was a good Kentucky Derby. I mean, I can't complain about that. It was exciting yeah it was thrilling you know you got to see kind of that david versus goliath kind of at the end where the favorite was up against the the longest shot in the field and i believe the second longest shot to ever win a kentucky derby yeah so all kinds of great stories all over the place Uh, i love the derby like i love reading up on it beforehand and and learning Mm -hmm. the horses and seeing the trainers and the owners and whatnot and then it's just it's two minutes and then it's it's over, but it's it's such an I, exciting two minutes, and it just captivates you. I hate that I love it so much because you know me. A lot of people know me as I like to hate on things. It's just kind of my I hate on a lot of things. That that's a normal thing. You obviously know that. I the Derby is something I don't want to like because it, I'm not from Kentucky. My my dad's family is from there. I don't claim Kentucky is my homeland. I'm I'm from Southern Illinois. I don't want to spit into that stereotype. Oh man, move to Kentucky, all in on the Derby. And as it's leading up to it, I'm like, 
I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to follow this. This doesn't mean anything to me. Horses start walking down the track and they start putting them in those things. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, this is going to be good. And like, I get, I get psyched. I get hyped up. And then you hear like the stories of, we heard about Reed, the trainer, uh, everything that happened to him after the race. And then you feel for these people. And, and I feel like that's, we all kind of fall into that trap of it's the Derby. We, I, I want to talk smack on it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. No, I don't want to talk smack on it at all. I think the televised version of the Derby is a little bit more glorious than it is actually, you know, being there because it, it's, it's really crowded. And, you know, I'd say the vast majority of people there are, you know, in the infield where you don't right. really see a lot. And it's more of just like, big party atmosphere like you're there i compare it to um i went to what's the place that cowboys play at&t stadium yeah i think so that's it yeah, yeah. Jerry world, and, and our yeah jerry world yeah. let's just call it that why did we not just call it yeah that? yeah i was there um 2019 december 2019 last game of the regular season i believe they were playing washington uh still redskins at the time i believe it was the last game they were the redskins um but I was there for Western Kentucky's bowl game against Western Michigan, first responder bowl at SMU. And Elliot Pratt and I decided to, you know, just get tickets, standing room only tickets. And that place, it, it reminded me of the infield because you basically, you get in the building. Right. You right, can't right. see anything. You can't even see the, the scoreboards unless you're there early enough. But that's right. kind of what the Derby is like to me. Like, I would love to be rich and get the rich Derby experience. Oh, but even yeah. if not, I still love it. I love everything about it. Right. I mean, it's just something that, again, I've never been to a derby. It's just something that, like, you can say you've experienced. I've now, I can say I've experienced a, a Final Four and a, an NCAA championship game. Those are really cool things that I know not everybody gets to experience. I have seen um, an All-Star game, a home run derby. I've seen which I think is the greatest baseball game of all time, game six of the 2011 World Series. Um, and it's just something that, like, you're there. Like, you go to a derby, and it's like you're in kind of that that um, fraternity of, oh, yeah, I've been to a derby. Like, I know, I know. It's like going to the Masters or something. Like, you, you go to the Masters. You may not – you may go to a practice round. It doesn't matter. You, you went to the Masters. Like, you went to Augusta. Yeah. I mean, if you were at this one, too – you could say, you know, I, oh. I I saw one of the biggest upsets in Derby history. Like the one yeah. I was at, Justify won it. So I can be like, yeah, I saw the first leg of a Triple Crown. Right. You know, it wasn't the Triple Crown that kind of broke the streak of no Triple Crowns because American Pharaoh, who I can say has the same birthday as me, uh, you know, did that a couple years ago. I, I believe that's, that's a great claim to fame that you have. Thank there. you. Thank you. That's my biggest one. But, you know, I look at this Derby and like it kind of reminded me of like some of the big you know, upsets or the best finishes that I've covered and kind of got me thinking about that. Do you have any that kind of come to your mind? <laughs> There's so the best buzzer beater that I've ever seen was not even a, a game that I was covering. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, it was us against Sykeston down in Sykeston battle of the Bulldogs. I remember who I wrote. I remember everything about it. Anyway, long story short, um, ball was inbounded to my friend Ryan. Ryan couldn't get the shot, threw it back to Abe. Abe 
only senior on only starting senior on the team. Um, zero percent that he was supposed to take that shot, made it buzzer beater. We beat Sykeston. Like to this day, that is the best shot I've ever seen. Like I when I was in grad school at Murray State, his sister went to school there. And I saw her at a bar one night and I said, how often does that come up? And she goes, I hear about it at least once a week. Um, but I've covered, I saw one last year, I think it was Evansville bossy beat, I think Owensboro Catholic in double overtime at the Owensboro sports center. That was a pretty good one. Um, I'm trying to think. While you give me, give me your basketball, I'm trying to think of if I've had any like football, like any like walk off football wins. I know those are rare, but right, yeah, no, I I would probably go back to 2017. It was my first year in Kentucky. You know, I was still pretty new. It was my first season ever covering Kentucky high school basketball, which you know is, is a really big thing around here. Everybody gets into it. You know, small towns, big cities. It doesn't matter. You're competing for one title. It was the 10th region final at the Mason County Fieldhouse, and I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like a big arena. It's it's better than a lot of college, small college arenas. Um, you know, it's, it's getting a little older, um, so it's a guy like that old field, but there's a lot of history there, and it's just a cool spot to be, especially for the postseason. Mm-hmm. The 10th region final, uh, Scott High up from Taylor Mill, not Covington, as some people say, uh, but Taylor Mill, Kentucky. Scott High was playing Campbell County, and this game came down to the wire. Scott was down and you know had a chance at a last second shot it missed and then this uh, a massive rebound it just it bounced off the rim you know one of those Jake Omer happened to get it takes a shot throws it up from the corner and makes it and Scott wins it goes to state makes a run to the final four you know Jake Omer the one that made the shot the best player on that team that year um, you know gets seen by Rick Stansberry he was going to go to an NAIA school and ends up going to Western Kentucky for a couple of years before transferring to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the one that really kind of comes to my eye. Um, you know, everybody says that field house magic and that was really my first experience getting that. And so that was, that was probably the most memorable for me. I know I've had one or two with, with Christian County and Hoptown. Um, I, I, I can't remember. They play like four times a year, it seems like, and it's crazy. Um, but I remember one specifically with, I think it was Fred Tandy. Hit a shot to beat to beat Hoptown for Christian County once in a in a district final. Um, yeah, it's it's something that like being a baseball fan, like growing up, you're in the backyard. It's the like bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, you're down, like four one. Like it's it's those moments, and then whenever you see them in real life. It's something that I don't know. Like I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it's like oh, yeah. you're in that you're in that moment, and like I, I was playing the show this morning, like MLB the show, and I and there was that like moment that was three two, and there was one on in the bottom of the ninth and two outs, and I'm like, like my heart beats a little bit like faster. And I'm like, like this is my chance, and um, I grounded out, and I lost the game, and um, but still like. I feel like buzzer beaters are those things that you you hold on to. Like you don't remember anything else about the game. You don't remember how you got to that point. You remember those last couple seconds almost. Yeah. And I mean, I've gotten to the point too where unless it's like one that's extremely special like that one, it was a chance to go to the state yeah. tournament. It was, they were playing right. for a region title. 
you know, it kind of, it, it might slip your mind a little bit when you're thinking mm-hmm. about it. And then you go back and you're like, oh man, that was a, a fantastic game. Oh yeah. And sometimes, yes. Sometimes they kind of stick with you for like a weird reason. Like I haven't done much high school basketball coverage the last two years, you know, COVID year and a uh, combination of that, like being on the Western beat, traveling a lot for basketball. I did, I don't think I did any of this past year, but I did one game the year before. It was a girls game. It was Greenwood High School was playing at South Warren High School. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm getting a nice little break from the Western action. This, yeah, that, the that. other, whatever. Um, and then the girl um, hits a game winner. And she's the daughter of Western Kentucky's men's basketball assistant, Marcus Grant. Oh. And so it's like, I, I kind of got a break from it. And then and it never leaves. It you. all comes back. Yeah, it never yeah, leaves. It all, it all ties together. And, and I'm sure you say that, like, I'm sure there are games that didn't have playoff implications, didn't have postseason hoorah, that kind of thing. That was just a regular season. Tuesday night girls basketball matchup. I could go through Rye Herds right now and probably feel like, oh, that game was really good or that game was super crazy. But yeah, you're right. It's those um like it's it's the bigger ones. It's the one that you remember that are that are on those those bigger stages. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Like like you said, I go back through that sometimes and you know, I think about some of the teams that we've covered and it's like, dang, those guys were good. That that team would compete for this or that. I talk about this all the time because I came into Hopkinsville basketball at a pretty cool time. I mean, I was there um, January of 17 to I think May of 20. I think that's right. Um, And I saw the all-time leading scorer at University Heights Academy with Kiki Tandy, all-time leading scorer at Christian County in in Detorian Moyer, I missed the um, all-time leading score at Hopkinsville by a couple years in Jaquelis Matlock, the brother of Jamari and Sharp, um, who I heard had a new home. Is that true? I don't think it's been announced. Um, like, officially. Officially. Um, and, I mean, like, I was going through, like, rosters one day, and like I saw Corey Trice play high school basketball. Like one of the best high school football players I've ever covered. He's the only one of the only high school football players I've ever covered that I felt like could play on Saturday afternoon on Friday night, like just body wise walking out there. And like you feel lucky, like you feel like, man, like I've covered some really good players. I got up to Owensboro, I covered some really good players. And and those are the things you remember. I talked about. Um, Darren Boyd from Caldwell County in, in a DM group the other day. And I remember a game when him and Kiki Tandy went back and forth. I think it was 95, 91 or something. And they both scored at least 40. How often does that happen in a high school basketball? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I've been in Christian County Hoptown games that it was the loudest team I've ever been in. And like it was, I mean, it was deafening. Like I've had games where I'm sitting. I'm on the sideline and there are literally people behind me, like with their forearms on my back, like watching the game. Like as I'm writing, as I'm tweeting during the game, like people are leaning on my back, like cheering. Yeah. I I always find it funny when I'm like working or something and someone's like, do you mind if I listen to music? Like while you work, like, will that bother you? I'm like, you know, I like 
where I right. do most of my work is like in an arena with screaming people in my ear and, and stuff flying all around me. I'm like, music is not bad. Like, I, I will. I, I mean, I guess I can listen to that. Do you have, so like, so that doesn't bother you like at all? Like if you're at a game or something like that and somebody's listening to music like, and you're trying to, not like during the game, I guess, whatever you have sound, but like after the game when you're working on your story, does that, that doesn't bother you? Not really. And I'd say it, it's more so like after the game when it's just like not as much noise around you, but it's just one really loud thing. Because like during a game, there's so much going on. It's almost like just right a vacuum that you're in. Almost. It almost it, it everything almost cancels each other out. Yeah, like there's yeah. not nothing is going to overpower the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, but like no music doesn't really bother me. I don't really listen to a lot of music when I write, uh, especially music like pop kind of music, you know, with lyrics and stuff. But I'd, I'd rather do like instrumentals. I it was a while. Um, I think it started back around Christmas one year. I was listening to just the music from Charlie Brown Christmas while I worked, and I was cranking out stuff. And that probably goes back to like my college days, trying to get a bunch of shit done okay. at the end of the semester, you know, but still wanting sense. to be in the holiday mood. Right. It's like I, I was pretty good at getting stuff done at the end of the semester and getting the hell out of there. I mean, I would, and I know I've, I've tweeted about this before. But like before basketball games, especially like I would have like my AirPods in and like be listening to the game and I'd be listening to like rap. Like I got to get in like the zone. Like I have to get like just like the players are like getting ready, like listening to things, like get hyped up. I'm like, all right, I got to get in this. I got to get in the same headspace. Like, yeah, it's game time. Like it's time to go. I, to- I totally feel that. That's how I feel like when I drive to games like on the road, like oh, I'll, yeah, throw on some, yeah, I'll throw yeah. on some Taylor Swift and get in the mood to cover that shit. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's like that's kind of the um, – because you have to get hyped up. Like, I, I don't know – I don't know about you. Like, I know whenever I go to a game, like, I have to be excited to cover that game. Like, I know – we know we've covered things that were boring and we didn't like covering, but, like, we had to kind of, like, hype ourselves up. I'm yeah, no, home. I mean – Am I incorrect? Uh, have you like, has everything that you've ever covered in your professional career been something you enjoyed? No, no, but I kind of know going into it, like this could be total. Right, this not, could be not total. great. It could be it could be crap. Right, it, it won't be a good game. I'm not excited about it. Okay, um, that's fair. You know, I, I might get excited about it if it's going to be like a lopsided game, and I can leave early if I'm tired right. or something. And yeah, like I love the KHSA running clock rules. Oh yeah, those are great. Yeah, those are or great. or like where I cover Western more, um, you know, there are times where it's like, you can get a lot done with your story before you get there to help you out along the way. So you're not as busy right. at the end of the day. I used to do that in college. Um, I would write, and I've told my students this, I would write basically getting close to halftime, two versions of a story. I'd write a winning version and a losing version. And however the game progressed, like that's where I would like kind of like take over. So like once yeah. we hit halftime, I kind of got an idea of where the game was going to go. And so I would say the majority of the time I was good, but like, that's still the kind of place that, I mean, you know, in, in college arenas, you're still going to have like music bumping all the, like, even after you're trying to get it done, you're going to have music bumping all the time. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Totally. 
what what yeah. what like hypes you up? Like what kind of listen, what do you listen to to hype you up? I don't really have like hype music anymore. I'm like I'm too old for that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I do listen to the like stuff in the arena and like I feel like in the press box. Like today, I was covering a softball game. Uh-huh. I got some music going. and I'm just you know kind of bobbing my head as I'm uh, you know looking like that Kermit the Frog GIF where he like just pounding on the keyboard. GIF, yeah. GIF. Well, GIF. You don't say like a person's name when they spell it with a G is Geffrey. You call it yes, Geffrey. Yes, you do. Everybody knows. Everybody's got that best friend Geffrey that we all know about. <laughs> Geffrey the giraffe. What What were they playing? What were they playing today? Like, what got you going? Like, what were they playing at Western? Oh gosh, I see. I don't like pay that much attention to it. I just know what's there, and I'm like, okay. They They do have some good tunes there. For the softball, their walk-up music is, is like A plus. Like I think someone's got uh, the A Bay Bay song. Um, Work from, it, I think, is another one. Yeah. Do you remember who sings but that? It's, it's, because I do. I remember is that. Is that Chingy? Nope. No. Nope. Chingy sings right third. Aunt Holiday Inn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hurricane Chris did A Bay Bay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the, the one that really stands out to me is um, the Brad Paisley song, Water. You know that one? Uh, I think so. It, they always play that when they're, like, spraying the hose over the infield there. Oh, that's funny. And then it gets stuck in my head. That's the only place I've heard it in the last decade. I did see um, many, many tweets the last, like, during the Derby about Jack Harlow, about, like, why the heck is Jack? Because a lot of people didn't know he's from Louisville. Like yeah. even my brother mentioned it to me earlier that he didn't know he was from Kentucky. And I think that's interesting, but Jack looked like he had a real good time at the Derby. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I don't think about where most musicians actually like come from. Like, I guess I, I guess I do in a weird but way. I just, just because like, I know Jack Harlow's from Kentucky because like everybody in Louisville hypes him up and he hypes up Louisville all the time. Right, like his 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 first song on his new album, "Talk of the Town," super good, by the way. I know you're not you didn't listen to it yet, but it talks about Bardstown in the first in the first song. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to give that a listen. I don't listen to like that much new music, unless it's like the new Taylor Swift album dropping. Then I'll pop open a bottle of red, sit down, and listen to it. But how are you? I don't know. Honestly, how? I mean, you you woodwork. You, I don't know if you cook. Do you cook? You've never sent me I, like I, I send you food. I send you food snaps all the time. I do cook but, when I want want to cook, but when I cook, I go like all out. Because you send I, me like woodworking snaps and like craft snaps that you've like made, and I send you basically things I cooked. Those are that's basically what we'll snap, or you'll send me like motorcycle stuff. Yeah, no, it's always or, the motorcycle or brewery. That's pretty much that's pretty much what we send. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. That's a pretty good summation of it. But no, yeah. Jack Harlow did look like he had a good time. There, there was one point where they were doing an interview with him and he hopped on, um, you know, and then Drake just happened to walk over and you know, they were just kind of shooting the breeze and Drake just says something and he's like, yeah, and we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> did you was see a- because you call him a GIF and whatever. But did you see the video where like um, he's like being carried over the mud? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No, my favorite part was during that interview. 
apparently the producers or the camera guy was you know giving that finger wag that with the wrap up symbol and right TV. right right yeah and, and drake says something along the lines of you know why are you giving me the wrap up sign where are you going to go that's better than this <laughs> right i think you know drake's from canada you do know that like uh, yeah i do know that because okay. yeah, he's a toronto you know UK, whoever's winning fan you know really? where he's from no really yeah no that's disappointing. He's from St. Louis, along with Murphy Lee and all of the St. Lunatics. I did not know that. Do you know where? I, do you know where um, Cage the Elephant is from? Uh, Bowling Green. Yeah. Yeah, Bowling Green. I, I know that one. <laughs> I figured you knew that one. I figured you I did was, know that one. Yeah. I, I I did learn all the famous people from the Bowling Green area when I moved here because I was scrolling through Wikipedia, being like, "Do I want to live in Bowling oh, Green?" And then I was rewind, uh, rewind. You said all. Okay. Um, the one that stood out to me that I was like, what? John Carpenter. from You know, the guy, Halloween, the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Director, like, did all the music, I believe, too. Yeah. From Bowling Green. What? And then it's like, the movie takes place in, place in Smith's Grove, Illinois, I think. But, you know, you get Smith's yeah, Grove right. 10, 15 minutes from here where they're going to be building a Bucky's in, in Warren County, you know. I, I saw him on there, and I love Halloween. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't, especially like I Halloween like Halloween movies. too. Yeah, but the original Halloween movies are my favorite. Um, I started watching The Offer. I don't know if you've seen that. It's on Paramount. It's about um, like them creating The Godfather, like how they made the movie The Godfather, like how they got the script, and it's really good. I'm two episodes in. I'm about to start third episode. My dad has been telling me to watch it for weeks, weeks. But to get back on you where people are from, Johnny Depp, Owensboro. Owensboro, yeah, he's uh, in the news a lot right now. Yeah, for getting his bed pooped in. I haven't followed it like that close because I don't really, yeah, I don't, it, it doesn't have anything to do with me, but like I, I did hear that. I don't know what the context was. I didn't Google bed pooping after that. Um, did you see the other I, thing with Amber Heard when she was on the stand? No. When it looked I like she I moved. haven't really followed. No. Jerry, you've got to get – come on, man. This is why you're single. You've got to keep track of these things. My girlfriend I, keeps me up to date with these I'm things. Like, oh, I feel too old to be into the pop culture. I just want to sit in my rocking chair and not do that. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do. I'd just sit with my shoes on because that's – how old I am. I just wear shoes. Sit with my shoe. Do you have house shoes? I mean, they're all shoes in my house. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I, have I don't a know pair, what that means. I have a pair of um camo green crocs that have like the fleece on the inside. They're great. I wear them all the time. No, I don't I don't have anything like that. Like I just wear what I oh. typically wear. Like right now I've got on a pair of shoes from uh, Harley Davidson because I was out on my motorcycle earlier. Um, they're they're okay. They're like more like casual looking shoes. They're not like biker boots or anything. I'm not that cool. I don't have. Do you have a pair of biker boots? You yeah. have a pair of biker boots, I would assume, right? No, no, no. This no. is like they're these are kind of like it because they're like high top. Um, okay. And they've got some like padding in the ankles, which is nice because I I've got um, like my shifters are mids, so they're not like up front or in the back. So I keep hitting my like ankles and shins off of them. Oh, okay. Um, but. So that's nice, but no, not any legit boots or anything. You know, still need you, to give me some, some chaps too. But. Have, 
<laughs> yeah. um, looking forward to that snap on that day. Um, have you have you joined any biker games? Like, are there biker no, games? Uh, I, well, I, I, I started one um, in, in a sense. And by that, I mean, I tell people, hey, you know, you should get a motorcycle and we could start a gang. And yeah, I know. Nobody, nobody, nobody said no. Yeah, nobody says yes. So I, I yeah. imagine it's still just me and that. You tell me all the time. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Like it, I'm, it, I'm just the lone yeah. wolf, apparently. I'll follow you in my jeep. It's not the same. Can... Jeep people with your jeep waves. I don't do it. I don't care. I have a like a fake one. It's fine. Oh, uh, okay, fake jeep. Yeah, no, I, I got that. Jeep. Yeah, yeah, no. What is that show that you said you're watching? The Offer. The Offer. What's it's it about? On? It's this on is Paramount. not an ad, but it could be. Paramount. Paramount. Okay. Um, I don't watch much on Paramount. Just because uh, I don't know, it's just not something I go to. But like, what's uh, what's the one with uh, Kevin Costner? I think it's on Paramount. Oh, that's Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. Do you watch that? I watch that. Um, I'm not completely caught up with it. I haven't watched. I don't think any of the last season. But my, my dad my my dad also likes that one. My issue with shows is like I don't have variety when I'm in a show. I watch that show beginning until end or until Oh, see, okay, I mix and match. And then, I, yeah, no, I don't I don't stray from my shows. I oh no loyal. Yeah. But um I have to have and it drives my girlfriend absolutely great. Like I'll have I'll have the show on my TV, the show, like MLB the show, like baseball on my TV. Like I'll have um, a game, like a basketball game, on my computer, and like The Office playing on my iPad or something like that. I feel like that's different because The Office has kind of turned into a background noise show. Do you ever have those shows like you watch, but you kind of don't the want Office to know, know you watch them? Oh yeah, um, Gossip Girl. I'm a big fan of Gossip Girl. Oh, okay. I, I did not expect about. that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Gossip Girl. Yeah. XOXO. Um, XOXO. My brother like sent me like he was at um at Union State or Grand Central, whatever the train station is that she was in in the beginning. Like he sends me like pictures whenever he was at the train station last in New York. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And now like my brother lives in the Hampton and, and is living out his our Gossip Girl dreams. Dang, that's nice. Have you ever seen It's Always Sunny? Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. It's not one that like I've watched start to finish, but like I have like I I know enough about it to know everyone. That's kind of what I'm watching now. Like that's a good one. That's kind of one that I'm not like I don't usually go out and be like, yeah, I love it's always because like the jokes in it are so bad, but also you like you know that's what like they cross the line on purpose. But but it's like you know it's not you know it's not like the actual thoughts of these people or anything. But it's like people love to say they love like Letterkenny. I don't even know what that is. What? You know what Letterkenny is? No. It's basically like um <laughs> Okay, it's super funny because everybody says it's basically the Canadian Trailer Park Boys, but the Trailer Park Boys are in Canada, but it's basically like the the farm version of Trailer Park Boys. Okay. In Canada. I didn't really love Trailer Park like I watched it and I started it and I wanted to. I'm not a quitter, so I watched it all. But no, I, yeah. I need to watch Ozark though. 
the new season of that. I just that's a good second. one. I yeah, Ozark is good. Ozark is came good. out during the freaking NFL draft, and I had to watch the draft, and so I couldn't watch it last week, and I've been busy all week. Sorry, so sports writer for having to watch the daggum draft. I know. Damn what, it! What I have this job where I have to watch football and get paid for it, and travel and see places and eat barbecue. It sucks. To to wrap up today. Um, Obviously, it's Mother's Day. I got to have dinner with my mother. Um, saw my grandmother. I know you're obviously a little bit farther um, away from your mom, but I—I I mean, I—I feel—I feel bad for you because of that, man. I do. Like, I feel bad. You're like for you and your mother, and and for Becky. Never met Becky. I'm sure, she's great, but I know, like, you guys are far away today. Yeah, but. Like, I'm kind of, we. I feel like it's kind of gotten to the point where, like, we're used to it. It's expected. Which, it's which sounds bad. Yeah, which sounds bad. Yeah. It's like, even from back in high school, I always said I'd be working nights, weekends, holidays and stuff. Right, right, right. Um, right. But, like, I, I'm not back for Christmas or Thanksgiving. I don't know the last time I had a Thanksgiving, but. Um, That's true. Yeah, you, so, why'd you go back last time? Didn't you go back in the last few months? Yeah, I went back in December for uh, one of my friend's wedding. Right, I, I remember married, that. Because so. yeah. you... So. I, I went yeah. from San Antonio, flew back to Bowling Green for like a night, then flew right. to Maine, and was there for a few days, and then I flew straight from Maine to Atlanta for a game. Jet setter. No, I live basically in a suitcase. Well, that's... I, I'll say the moms. So all moms, I mean, we're we're sports people. I know it's lugging you to everywhere um if you're a sports person your your mom I, I it was funny my mom was talking yesterday one of my cousins is getting ready to start playing t-ball and she talks about how much she hated t-ball because she hated that like nobody won and i'm like that's like the epitome of my mother like that's like my mother's a super competitive person like i remember a couple years ago we went to um we were in Dolphin Island off the coast of Alabama and um, we went to play uh, miniature golf. And after my grandmother asked, Oh, who like, I'm like, who do you think was the first one to like lose, lose it? And they, she said, Oh, your mother, like three holes. She dropped the F bomb. Like it was amazing. Like it does not take like, I mean, I've, I've covered pretty good sports my brother was a d1 athlete and my mother is the most competitive person in our family see i feel like i'm the total opposite of that i was the only person really in my family that liked sports like my dad was into like the outdoor sports the hunting and the fishing and stuff. Right, like right. organized team sports and stuff like that it was just me like i would always try to watch it on tv and stuff and people would complain maybe that's why i'm trying to make up for it at this point in my life by just doing it every single day but you know you know I was the most competitive. I still am fairly competitive. Like, if I play Mario Kart with someone, you don't want that smoke. That is, I mean, that's something that's, I mean, that's that's cutthroat. I mean, that's that's real stuff. Oh, yeah. I will shoot a blue shell at you on the last half of the last lap and not feel bad about it at all. You have no soul. Who, since I stole mothers from you, who would be your your prize pig, your blue ribbon of the week? Who 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 you give a shout out? Uh we're circling back again. You know, last week was our first week of these uh, prize pig 
I believe that's what we're going to stick with now for the name, right? I mean, we've done it two weeks in a row. I mean, we can mix it up again, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you know, we said we could have a, a multi-time winner. We hadn't mm -hmm. at that point. Uh, obviously, it was the first week. But uh, last week, mine was Amy Tudor, Western Softball's head uh, you know, softball coach. They had another good weekend this week, heading to this USA tournament this week. But I'm going to you know, go back to the original conversation we had again today, like I did last week when I picked that one. Kentucky Derby, um, you know, I'm going to go with trainer Eric Reed. Uh, we kind of touched on it, didn't really go into a lot of details, but, you know, back, I believe it was 2016, um, had a really bad fire, um, you know, at their facilities, lost, I believe, 23 horses, um, 13, I believe, got out, um, but, you know, they basically had to restart, you know, lost a lot of, not just, not just horses, but, you know, the equipment and all mm -hmm. that. Um, I was reading a story in the Courier Journal earlier uh, where he's quoted as saying, we don't go out and buy the big horses. We just try to have a good quality stable. You know, we always mm -hmm. perform well. Our percentages are always good and we take care of the horse first and the rest falls into place. You know, the rest fell into place for him on Saturday yeah. at the Kentucky Derby. So that's why Eric Reed would be my prize pig winner of the week. I mean, that's just something like, I mean, they interviewed his dad and they're like, what's it mean? I'm like, you're the, now the father of, of a trainer that won the Kentucky Derby and like couldn't string a sentence together. Like I just 80 to one, the finish, it was, I, I know it wasn't a normal Derby like Brad requested, but I think it was a damn good Derby. I think it was too. With that, I think it's a wrap on episode seven of Meet the Press. Remember to follow along. You can go to meetthepresspodcast.com. And from there, you can find links to Apple, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to follow us, you can follow us and listen to Meet the Press Podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.